0: Welcome to City on a Hill's podcast. This week's podcast can be downloaded on iTunes or our media library at chccny.com. So as you can see, I brought my team, which is exciting in itself. Good morning, City on a Hill. Good morning. All right. So we're going to jump right into this, and I want to start off with something. Who knows the poem by Robert Frost? Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Who knows that poem? Right? I love that poem. It's one of my favorites as well. Except now I think about it like, who cares? Who are you, Robert Frost? I have no relationship with you. I don't care which way you went. I saw the pictures that both yellow woods. What's the point? Interesting, right? But to a Christian, that means, diff- that means something different, right? All right, so real quick, quick exercise. Who's got their index card that they got when they came in? Grab a writing utensil, borrow from a friend. Real quick, this is a fast exercise. Ready? Take a second, think to your head. One thing, you can only write one word, one word on the card. What would you want prayer for today? Real quick, you got about 15 seconds. Go. Once you have your word written down, raise your hand. Just so I know we're about all, pretty much all done. All right, I'll give you another 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then I want you to think in your head of one word, one thing that you like prayer for. In your head. Ready? You got it? Okay, now, real fast, get with some people. You can just turn to the person next to you, turn to the people in your row. I want you to hold their hands and I want you to say a silent prayer for them. Real quick. Ready? Go. You don't need to know their word. Their word's on their heart. I want you to pray for the other people in your row. If you don't know how to pray, wish them really well and end it with, in Jesus' name. Real simple. Awesome. You just gave it away. And that's the theme of our service today. Giving it away. Everybody repeat after me. You have to give it away. away. All right. So we have Baptism Sunday. This is a big day, as Pastor Linda was talking about. And it's exciting for the whole body. And for many of us, this is kind of like an ER. You know, you've identified that something's off. And you're not exactly sure how to fix it. And yeah. No. Yeah. Put it on. And you're not exactly sure what's going on. And we kind of have kind of like a scenario like this going on I'm so, so I am so happy that you uh <laughs> i <laughs> That's where we find ourselves with baptism. <laughs> Aren't they amazing? I send out texts about drama, and nobody really knows what they're showing up for. Usually it's me, but that was awesome. Right? So I just want to talk a little bit, who can identify with the patient going into the world with an issue, like a hole in your soul, and there's nothing that they've thrown at it that made any sense to fixing it? Who can relate? Right? I've been there. And that's what baptism is. Baptism is us saying, this is something that, I think Pastor James uses this, that only the infinite can fill. It's an infinite chasm designed for an infinite God. Right? Right? So, I'm going to just go off my notes here, try to be free here. So what changes? What happens along the way? We get baptized, we become Christians, and we give ourselves. We give ourselves to our church. So maybe it's Kidmo, or maybe it's a prayer meeting, or maybe it's Hill Houses. And we do these different activities, and they kind of just fade away. You know, and for a lot of us as Christians, we can say, oh, well, I've kind of been there, and I did that, and I want to go on to the next thing, Right? But we don't find ourselves engaged in the next thing. And when we look at the studies, they talk about churches being the church, organ, the church organism is kind of fading out. But people are saying they're more spiritual. Well, I'm very spiritual, but I'm not going to give myself to church. I'm very spiritual, but I'm not going to give myself to people. We live right now, I like to call it like a superhero culture, right? I'm a superhero kind of geek. Caleb and I have this wonderful game. Caleb, what do we got? Who's fighting? Who? All right, so he's giving me dark side versus man bat. I'm going to go man bat. He's got the tools and he's got the belt. That's my guess. I don't know. But Caleb will come up to me almost, whenever he has a pause, I'm like, daddy, so who would win, Uh, Robin or Hawkeye? I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Robin. He's got Batman's soul. I don't know. So, but we hear, we hear this culture. So we see Superman. We see Wonder Woman. We see the Avengers, right? We see these souped-up characters, right? Belonging to nobody. You know, they're all their own independent, fully-arrived creations. And then when there's a huge catastrophe, they come together. They destroy everything, destroy the good guys. And that's kind of how we relate. You know, it's Christianity. It's, well, I'm not going to listen to your theology, I'm going to pick from you, I'm going to pick from you, I'm going to pick from you, and I'm going to build myself a wonderful Christian. And then I'm going to go save the world. Then I'm going to invest myself where I decide to invest myself. You know, as Christians today, forget Christians, just individuals, we don't want anybody telling us what to do. Right? Right? It's interesting because we come to church and we have this dialogue and we say all right well we know that Jesus has saved us and rescued us and we know that his mandate is to us to, is to love our neighbor and to give his message and his life away right we all we all we we all can identify with that right so we have that understanding and then we have this fork in the road right so which way am I going to go down because this way is going to require ah, I'm going to have to do things I don't want to do. I'm going to have to listen to people I don't want to listen to. You know, I think that I'm a little holier than those people in the front row. Because I got it together. You know, I watched some YouTube videos, and I know the truth now. Right? I read a couple of books, and now I've arrived. You know what? My life is so much less a mess than that person's life. I'm good. We use this comparison to say, well, this is where I'm at, and this is where everybody else is, so I guess I'm all right. You know? But there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pause here. And our pause, and this is my whole sermon, um, which I would even call it that, is about giving it away. If we're going to have a life, and I keep saying this over and over and over, it's mostly for me. If we're going to have a life that reflects the life of Jesus, if we're going to have a life that reflects what we are saying yes to, and for those of us that have been baptized, have accepted to fill that infinite void, right? We have to give it away. We have to give it away. A visual picture. I love visual pictures. A pond, right? You can have water in the desert, right? What would we call it? Water in the desert. What would we call that? A couple palm trees and a pond. Oasis. An oasis in the desert. Yes! Living water in the desert. If that pond... Has streams coming out of it all in a whole bunch of different directions. What would we call that? A forest. Why? Because life flows where the water flows. But for us as Christians, we seem to keep consolidating all of this water, all of this life, all of this information. We hear more about the gospel at our fingertips, between the things that we listen to, coming to church, just exposure to writers from the pulpit. Every time the pastors or Pastor Tom gets up here, you're hearing different things from people from all over the world and all throughout history on their research and whatnot. So you're getting information that most people in the world in the world have no access to. You're getting music that most people in the world have no access to. So we're getting this amazing IV feed of, I don't know, miracle grow. A Pastor Joe, is in, you know, when he sprays his garden. I hear about that all the time. And we're just getting fat. We're just getting obese in such a way that we can no longer move. Think about it. I, I love survival shows. So in my survival shows, right, you, you watch the show and they celebrate fire. Oh, my gosh, it's been three days. Now we've got fire. We can be warm. It's been four days and we got a cricket. Oh, I got to shout out. And you see them tear that thing apart, Right. You see them find a the salmon, the Bear grills, will take a salmon around ever, and eat it right, right from the spine. But for us, <laughs> salmon, really? I got steelhead bass over there. We see a meal and we have a, we have a critique to it. I love food blogs. I love food blogs. I love seeing pretty food. I love tasting delicious food. But it is still food. And once we go from the place of criticizing the food, Right, To the place And saying well I'm going to criticize Instead of enjoy or give away We've crossed over Because now the only thing we can do is critique The only thing we can do is consume For our own appetites That's why we can come to church and say it was a good Sunday It was a bad Sunday That's why we can come to church and say it was good music Or bad music We can come to church and criticize everything we want Because we're not giving anything away We're not invested in it For a number of years I was a banker I worked at the teller station, and I helped clients with their accounts. One of the things that we wanted to do is make you integrate your account with the bank. So if we got you to make, go direct deposit into your bank account, whoo! If we got you to get auto debits out of your bank account, whoo! Because the more invested you were with us, the less likely you were to leave. Because it was a hassle to start all over again. You're going to set up all those accounts and move all this stuff around. How invested are you in your body? And I want to preface this. I am not. This is not a a guilt trip thing to tell you to start doing a whole bunch of different things. That's not what I'm saying to you. You'll you'll understand in a second. But how invested are you? How invested are you in the paths of your life? You see, if we are these vessels of living water, you guys have heard the analogy. I'm just going to be rolling off analogies over and over. You've heard the, the, the analogy of the vessel, right? So you've got a watering pot. It's an old watering pot. It's been around for a while. Got some holes in the side. The woman goes down to go get more water, and the water's leaking out, right? She waters the plants, comes back every day, day after day, fills up from the well, walks out, waters the plants, all along the path of flowers, because it's just leaking out everywhere, right? That's us, we're the streams, we're the, we're the ones that carry the oasis to the rest of the world. That's our mandate. Who's feeling it? Anybody, is this resonating with anybody? All right, if, if it is, raise your hand. All right, good, 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 good. I just want to make sure, I just want to make sure. We're, we're cracking away here. So, I, you know, I want to give you guys a story. This is important, because we can't go any further until you get the story. All right, everybody take a deep breath. I'm doing this for me, so I'm just talking out loud. I want you to imagine a man. It's very, very important. I want you to picture him. I want, you to, I want you to give him a face. I'm going to describe him for you. This is a man that's a father. All right. I want you to see him with his kids. He's a husband. I want you to see him in his relationship with his wife. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. Nothing crazy. Nice guy. Right? He's got a big day. He gets up in the morning, and he's got a really big day. He's excited. He's off to go to a meeting that's going to change the entire landscape of his life. For his wife, for his kids, the whole bit. We can have one of the music guys come up. You guys can just play out for me. He kisses his wife goodbye. It's early in the morning. He says a prayer over his children. And he sets out to go to town for this meeting. He's going along and decides, you know what, I've got to stop. I want to take a break. Stops off at a rest stop. Eats. Does what people do at rest stops. Grabs a brochure or something like that. And goes to continue back along his way. But on his way to his transport, he's intercepted. A group of people attacked him. He took his car, Just took it, took all the money out of his wallet, his pictures of his family, his cell phone, dear God. They weren't done taking all his valuables they wanted to demoralize this man so they took his clothes now he's naked and to go one step further they beat him they beat him mercilessly It wasn't pretty they beat him so bad that he was within an inch of his life and they left him and there Crumpled up on the ground, barely functioning. Barely functioning. His only thoughts in his mind are, Am I going to die? And he blocks out. He stayed that way overnight. He was that way in the morning of the next day. He was that way in the afternoon. People saw him off in the corner talking about junkie, drug addict, gang member. You can put whatever judgments we have. You, 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 we, all, we all can fill that information. And that's where he stayed. Blacked out. And then this Samaritan came. Yeah, you know the story. Then the Samaritan came. The person that shouldn't have cared at all. Then the Samaritan came. And what did the Samaritan do? He washed him. Washed his wounds, gave him his clothes, gave him his donkey. We know that part. You know what he washed him with? Who remembers? Anybody? Oil and wine. That's what he washed him with. Then the Christian came. Then the follower of Jesus' life came. Then the person who inhabits the Lord's Spirit came by and had compassion and washed him. Washed her. Washed the situation. Washed the workplace. Washed them with oil and wine. Gave them, gave this man everything that he had. He gave him his clothes. Now he too was partially naked he gave this man his donkey so I don't know how far they had to walk but he walked while the other man rid we took him to an inn paid for the room and a few days more right we know the famous words if the costs are more that's what he says to the innkeeper I, next time I come through I'll pay it but that's not the end of the story To so the end of the story is this that man woke up and said, how did I get here? Who put me in a bed? Who paid for my room? Who did this? How does this even happen? I was beaten to a pulp, and the next thing I wake up in a bed, and I'm being mended. My bill's paid. The only answer that he would have been given would be by the innkeeper. It was a Samaritan, some guy. He paid for you to stay two days, and he left. I know what that man's words were. I know what they would be if they were for me. Which way did he go? Tell me which way he went. I have to find who gave me that grace. That is the perspective of our Christian faith in a dying world. If we don't see it that way, if we don't have empathy for the man, if we don't have empathy for the world, if we don't have empathy for the homosexual, the Islamic extremist, I'm not telling you guys to love them in a sense that to make it all okay. I'm telling you you're supposed to love them because that's our mandate. And if we're going to have relevance in a world today, we better start giving out what we've been given. Right? I didn't earn anything that you see here. I'm all grace. I'm 110% grace, balls to bones. I'm sorry. That's how I talk. I apologize, kids. That's how I am. There's nothing in me that I earn. There's nothing. And I remember very, very strategic moments of grace. I remember simple grace, right? Simple grace. When I was a little kid, I was thinking about this and one of the biggest things that stood out to me in, in my Christian walk, I'm, I'm in the balcony of the old church. This little tiny place probably about that big, right? I'm in the balcony. I'm a young man. Uh, I don't know. Young teenager, maybe 13 or 12. And I'm looking down at this huge mammoth man taking hot water bottles and blowing them apart with his lungs. His name was Dan Judge. He's part of the power team. But he wasn't the part to say that. See, there was a man sitting next to me. His name was Dennis. He stayed with me the whole time. I remember Him praying over me. I remember Him explaining things to me. I remember that moment when I felt the first touch of the Holy Spirit in my life. And just His presence, just accepting. And help, kind of guiding me along the way. You see, in this life, we're more like... This is bad. Okay. I don't know how it is, James, when you're up here doing this. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to see the faces. But we're more like Gandalf the Grey. Lord of the Rings. Anybody? Okay. All right. Uh, if you don't know Lord of the Rings, you don't know who Gandalf the way is, Jiminy Cricket. Does everybody know Jiminy Cricket? Okay. All right. So, we're just kind of passing through. Right? Gandalf is this wizard guy in third world. He's a wizard guy and he walks in between the hobbits, the wizards, the humans, the elves. He doesn't belong to any of them. He just kind of passes through. Because his perspective on life is that this is not it. There's another realm that we also are part of. Jiminy Cricket for those of you who are a... <laughs> off to the side. Jimmy Cricket is an insect living in a human world sitting on the shoulder of a wooden boy. He doesn't belong in the picture. It doesn't make any sense. What we do, what we believe is an anti-culture. And I got news for you. It's not going to make sense until you taste it. You know? The difference between us and the rest of the world is our food is so good that you've gotta taste this. You gotta see this. You gotta you gotta try this because it's that good. I see that you're hungry here. Just just taste it. Just taste it. It's really good goat cheese. A little black pepper. It's my favorite cheese. Sorry. Next to uh Constant Bliss by Jasper Hill Farms. You taste it, it tastes like mushrooms. Anyway, my point is. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm coming to a close. This is all I want to say. We have this understanding that we get our purpose from the Lord. And in having that understanding, He gives us purpose. We don't create purpose on our own. The Lord gives us purpose. So He's the King. And unless we come into a position where we're submitted under the King... We won't hear him. And I got news for you. You're not going to like this. But unless we come into a position of submission somewhere in our lives, you won't hear the king either. It's a practice. It doesn't work without practice. You're telling me that God is going to speak to you and tell you what to do, but you won't listen to your boss, your spouse, your pastors, your parents principles we can't live a life of rebellion against everything in this world and then say well when the king comes we're going to know we're going to recognize him how are you going to recognize him how are you going to recognize authority real authority i'm not saying to acquiesce to the world i'm saying we have to take full stock of our souls i just want to show you an example of giving it away so it's a Sunday, and we hear the sermon, we hear the message, and we're ready to go off to a barbecue, all right? But in someone's mind, they say, "No, I need to give it away. I, I, I need to talk to that man." So after church, hey, hey, uh, I got a but this week you and Christian or Wait, no, no, I can't, I can't, Christian. Listen, I'm picking up dinner. Can't you, say no. You can't do that. I know you're busy. We're coming over. We need to spend some time together. I'm picking up dinner. That goat cheese. I got this. Special. <laughs> I can't say no. Are you sure? God take care of us. Don't worry about it. And then he fades. Hey, I am I know you're not. <coughs> I know you're not. I made you a soup. Wait. I-, I just felt it on my heart. I just had to do it. You really didn't have no, to do that. for us. Seriously. What? It's no problem, really. I-, I really appreciate that. <coughs> I really appreciate it. It's a practice. I can't. I can't do this. Come on, man. I'm here. You just want to talk? I'll sit. I'm with you. (laughs) Thank you. It's a practice. And if we don't practice it in a simple tangible, living way. When we're called to bigger, we... Hello? Melanie, hey. what are you doing here? Listen, I saw you on Sunday. I heard about your job interview and I know you want to keep it quiet, but Scott and I have been praying and it's just a little something for the interview that we wanted to, uh, to give to you. And you, we want you to know that God's already there. You, you didn't have to do that. I know. Thank you. We give we fade away leaving only the path leaving only the path leaving only where he went who helped me where did they go why did they do that which way is it down here I have to find out why you did that is it here is this where he went is this where she went see that's what marks a Christian the path and we're not the superhero there's no belt there's no cape there's no one going to be putting us of the sky, hey, Naeem, come show up, we need you. No, that's not how it works. Because that's ego. You want to have a complete Christian? The complete Christian? No, you're, 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 you're being delused. You're, you're, you're in delusion. The Christian walk is giving it away. And in giving it away, in giving away the grace that we've tasted a little bit of, it shows the path of the one who gave it to us. You to follow Two roads diverged in the yellow wood And I, I took the one less traveled by And that has made all the difference Because the path of the one That I went down was the one that gave me Grace, that gave me passion, that gave me joy That saved me Are you with me? It's a practice Brothers and sisters One that I fail at all the time As a brother here I've been I've fallen, I've fallen short many times I've done in my own family Why? Because I've been so consumed with my own world When we fail alone When we're, when we're by ourselves We say, alright, you know what, I'm just going to do it on my own And we fail Just drop We're open, we're open to being depressed Attacked, fear, anxiety We hide in our sin and in our failure And we say, no, I'm not going to go any further I'm not going to open up, I can't do it pushes us further away away. and the other side is the same thing because when we succeed by ourselves, right? I I got this. I'm on my back. I got this. It's fine. We can be deceived that we don't need anybody. We don't need counsel. We make up our mind. We do everything on our own and we just report into everybody else. Both ways lead you away only place that you're going to find the life that you're looking for. I'm seeking for myself so it doesn't matter if you're here or if you're not. I want a life that goes beyond me. I want a life that leaves a legacy of his his love. That's what I want. I really do. It sounds really weird but I do. It's a high. When I I know I'm in God's flow, there's a pleasure. And it's not ego driven. It's just here you go and I fade away. Time is a vampire friends, only to those that don't know the Lord. So we're promising another life. So this is what I'd like to do. Music team, you can come up. Um, I'd like you to do this. Just sit by yourself real quick. I want you to take a nice, big, deep breath. Yeah, breathe it in and exhale it out. One more time. I just want you to listen to, listen to the question I'm going to ask you. And just sit for a minute. Close your eyes. Think about it. And then we'll go into another song. All right. I'll leave it. Turn it over to you guys. Here's a question. You can whisper. As a matter of fact, whisper after. Just whisper this after me, Lord. Everybody again, Lord. What do you want me to give away? I'm going to ask it again. This is not telling you to join everything in the church. This is telling you to ask your father, your heavenly father, the one that loves you, that sees you, that made you. What is it that you're asking me to give away in this life? It might be as simple as a hug. It might be as big as a check. It might be as weird as a dance. Let's ask it again. Lord, what do you want me to give away? What are you calling me to? What are you you saying for me to let go? What, What can I give? Lord, what can I give, Lord? Maybe it's family, maybe it's a co-worker, maybe it's a brother and sister in the Lord. Maybe it's a child, maybe it's a spouse. Lord, what do you want us to give away? We just give you this time, Lord, that you would just speak to us. Speak to your body, Lord. We ask it, Lord, also as a church, what do you want our community? What do you want us to give away? Lord, that we wouldn't be just an oasis in the desert, but Lord, but Because your body is active, Lord. The tributaries go out and we create a forest in the barren wasteland, Lord. We we create a place of life that all leads to you, Father. Just take a moment. Ask yourself that question again. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill's podcast. For more resources, visit us at chccny.com.